Chapter 11 The Image, Creative Power Then God said, Let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in our image, according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. And let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him male and female, he created them. Genesis 1, 26-27, Amplified Bible. With that first breath from God, man received a portion of God's creativity and God's power. We were not made to be contented, passive beings. We were made to be creative as we interact with the rest of creation. We were made to have a powerful impact, an impact that would maintain order in creation, benefit one another, and bring glory to God. We were designed to be active members of God's kingdom. God is a God of creativity and unmeasurable power. God brought creation into existence with a spoken word. You can see evidence of God's creativity and power in what he has created. The works of his hands point to a compassionate, creative, all-powerful creator. In the beginning, God created by forming from nothing the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1 verse 1 Amplified Bible God gave humanity a role in creation. So the Lord God formed out of the ground every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. Genesis 2 verse 19 Amplified Bible We were made to work alongside God, to be co-creators. What a privilege and what a responsibility. God did the creating, forming the animals. Adam did the purposing, giving them their names. Adam was then placed in God's garden to maintain order. So the Lord took the man he had made and settled him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it. Genesis 2 verse 15 Amplified Bible The Hebrew word for cultivate means to serve through labor, and the word for keep means to preserve and to protect. We were designed to be stewards of God's creation and not to see ourselves as owners. We were designed to be protectors and not possessors. We were made to be content in service. We were designed to use the creative power God has given us. We were not made to be content with being served. God created us to experience contentment in the provision of service. God gave us his image, and it is designed for action. God gave humanity authority over creation. Then God said, Let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in our image, according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth, and over every living thing that creeps and crawls on the earth. 
Genesis 1, verse 26, Amplified Bible. To have dominion means to rule or subjugate. God continues to hold creation together, but humanity has a role in maintaining order and mastery. Fences still need to be built for provision and protection. While on a hunting trip with my father many years ago, we spent a night in the town of Maple Creek, Saskatchewan. It was Halloween, and some of the local young men thought it'd be a great prank to open the gates at the local stockyard. Hundreds of cattle flooded the streets. It was chaos. The cattle trampled neatly trimmed lawns, broke fences, and left evidence of their presence on every road. It was a noisy, sleepless night. Within their corrals, they were safe. They had ample food and protection. But outside the corral was mayhem. It is much easier to maintain order than to try to regain order. Properly applied authority is an excellent thing. Adam was placed in God's garden to cultivate. Man was made to work and maintain order. Living in this modern society of convenience, we have come to equate contentment with leisure. We couldn't be more wrong. Service-focused work brings with it contentment. We were not designed to retire in the sense of ceasing work. We are most content with a life of service. Yes, the form of service will change many times in one's lifetime, but if physically and mentally possible, we should always be engaged in service and order maintenance. Adam was also placed in the garden to keep it. To keep the garden, Adam would have to value it. He would have to observe it and then work to preserve and protect it. Contentment comes with embracing the garden where God has placed you. Just like the forms of service that will change in your life, so will the gardens. Take time daily to thank the Lord for the gifts He has given for the garden where you are currently living. You have all you need this moment to live in supernatural contentment. Don't be like Adam and Eve, who thought they needed more to be content. For those first few days or years in the garden, Adam fulfilled his God image of creativity and power by naming the animals, cultivating, and keeping the garden. With the arrival of Eve, things changed. Now the Lord God said, It is not good or beneficial for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper, one who balances him, a counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him. Genesis 2, verse 18, Amplified Bible. Humanity's creative capacity and power were now to be used to be complementary to each other or to be helpful. The Hebrew word for complementary or helpmate is ezer which means a person that gives help, relief, or aid. Our God image was not designed to be content with self-service. We were made to complement one another. We were made to use our God-given creativity and power for the benefit of humanity. What does it mean to have creative power? What is this creativity? What is this power? How do we use this creative power? What does it take to have creative power? 
If creative power is to have a direction or focus, you need to be able to identify a need. The statement is true that necessity is the mother of invention. The more clearly you can define the need, the abler you will be to apply your creative power in the solving of the need. As you identify needs and problems, embrace them. Do not run from them. An unmet need should be a challenge and not an insurmountable problem. A need or problem seen as a challenge is kindling for your creativity. Value your God-given creativity. It has unbelievable potential and power. With a need identified and embraced, now is the time to activate your ability to dream and imagine. Believe there is a creative solution. Desire to find that solution or solutions. Activate your God-given power image to find that solution. If you are struggling, try to find what limits your imagination. We often limit our imagination by our experience of past failures, fear, fear of future failure, consequences of action, or the negative voices of others. Take time to pause and give your imagination the freedom to explore options. Do not be limited by what others may think or speak. Thank God for your creativity and ability to dream and ask Him for guidance. You are only one creative solution away from a breakthrough. It is essential to value the problem-solving process. If you want joy in your life daily, then appreciate the creative power process more than the results. Results are episodic and at times may be rare, but the process is a daily, ongoing experience. Do not be pressured by the need for an outcome. It will only rob you of your joy and creativity. In Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 18, in the Amplified Bible, it states, Behold, here is what I have seen to be good and fitting, to eat and drink, and to find enjoyment in all the labor in which he labors under the sun, during the few days of his life which God gives him. For this is his allotted reward. Your daily labor is your opportunity to activate your creative power and apply it with joy. If you are free to enjoy the process, you are more likely to be patient. Take encouragement from Galatians 6 verse 19 from the Amplified Bible. Let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in. Wait on God to give solutions. Psalm 37 verses 7 to 9, Amplified Bible. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for Him and entrust yourself to Him. Do not fret, whine, or agonize because of Him who prospers in His way. Be patient. Do not become discouraged by setbacks or the success of others. Be thankful and do not be pressured by the need for results. Enjoy every mile of the journey. Do not take your creative power for granted or treat it lightly, as recorded in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11 from the Amplified Bible. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, for there is no activity or planning or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol 
the netherworld, the place of the dead, where you are going. Whatever the task is before you, give it all you've got. And remember Galatians 6 verse 9 from the Passion Translation. And don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds, for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. Plant good seeds. Enjoy planting good seeds. Be persistent and leave the rewards to God. If a course of correction is needed, make the change and keep moving. Hebrews 6 verse 11 from the Passion Translation, But we long to see you passionately advance until the end, and you find your hope fulfilled. Adam's rebellion against God resulted in a fracture in the creative power component of man's God image. Living with a fractured creative power image is experienced as the burden of free choice and responsibility. God removed humanity from the garden. Creativity was now frustrated by necessity, fear, and disorder. Now to eat and exist required labor. Not as much of life could be devoted to creative power or being creative. There were weeds to pick and thorns to remove. We were made to be creative and to exercise that creativity. We are content when we are using our creativity powerfully. Apart from God, our authority role is warped. We now use our authority role over creation to have dominion over each other. Instead of using the power we have as an image bearer, we turn our back to God and strive to gain control and power, relying on our intelligence and strengths. We no longer cultivate or labor to serve. We work to gain, focused on personal felt needs and desires. We may still work long and hard, but the purpose is misplaced and frustrated. We abandon our role as keeper and protector, blinded by self-centeredness and oblivious to the consequences of our actions. We have exchanged our role as complementing each other and building each other up for a self-centered life of self-protection and personal gain. I may appear to build you up, but I only do so if there's something in it for me. With a fractured creative power image, we focus on immediate needs like food, shelter, and comfort. We discard our creativity and power. We have become blind to the needs and problems that require our God-given creativity and power. We end up using a small fraction of our creativity and power. We know that we have potential, but that potential is frustrated and discouraged. What we should see as being a challenge we now see as a problem, and we should avoid that problem. We lose sensitivity and insight into problem areas until they become a significant problem that requires an urgent response. In urgency, there is very little room for creativity or properly applied power. Exhaustion produced by the toil of life is death to the imagination. Dreaming and an active imagination is felt to be a luxury amid the disorder of daily life. 
We think we need to get things in order before we can dream or imagine. The process of problem solving has become tedious. We determine our felt value by the results we achieve and lose the joy of the process. At best, this gives us a life of short, episodic joy as we slowly burn out. We look at the results to determine the quality of our task or our worth as humans. In this process, we have made ourselves human doings. We sacrifice our God image and exchange it for a life of despair and desperation. We now have the pressure for immediate results that are measurable and predictable. Patience and pausing to dream and imagine are gone. The pace of life increases and contentment fades away. With no patience, there is no persistence. With a loss of stamina, there is a loss of commitment and a loss of passion. If we do not see immediate results, we give up before a breakthrough. We spend our lives wallowing in the muck of frustration and discontent. The good news is there is healing for a fractured creative power image. It is possible to regain a life of enthusiasm and strength. Colossians 1 verses 21 to 22 in the Passion Translation tells us about this restoration. Even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf, so that you would dwell in his presence. And now, there is nothing between you and Father God, for he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. Do not become discouraged when you feel weak and powerless. God has a plan for you a plan to provide you with a supernatural strength as recorded in Ephesians 3 verse 16 from the Amplified Bible. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. With a fractured creative power image, you have not lost your creativity or your power. Your creativity and power has been misplaced and can and will be restored with God's help. Our God image can be restored through the work of the cross. God's restoration plan for us through Christ provides healing for our fractured, frustrated creative power image. We will still have weeds and thorns to deal with, but we no longer need to be tied up by a destructive, self-serving life purpose. We are now working, cultivating, serving, protecting, and inventing to establish His kingdom. With a restored creative power image, we no longer must rush around in a panic all the time, looking for meaning and purpose in what we choose to do. We are free to pause. We are open to doing as David did in Psalms 5 verse 3 from the Passion Translation, 
at each and every sunrise. You will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. We can freely start our day with thanksgiving. We can give back to God all he has given us and work together with him where he would desire us to serve. We do not have to be pressured by the urgent demands of the day. We can pause and take time to consider the important. Lord, what would you have me do today? Lord, I pray that the scales of self-centeredness and self-service fall from my eyes. Lord, open my heart and mind to understand your word. How may I be of service? Whom should I be serving today? Lord, what is my role in your kingdom today? When our God image is fractured, we are distracted. When we are burdened by the feeling of isolation, the deep sense that what we do and who we are is meaningless and that we are responsible for the choices we make and the consequences we experience, it is impossible to see clearly enough to know and follow our God-given purpose. Our purpose today is the same as Adam's purpose at the time of creation. We are to cultivate and keep God's garden. God's garden is his kingdom. We are to be co-creators with God. We are to use our imagination, creativity, physical strength, energy, and power to serve God and his kingdom. We are not here or alive to build our personal empire. The possibilities are endless. We can draw, write, talk, work, build bridges or houses, create roads or paths in a way that demonstrates God's love towards us. As it says in Romans 8, verse 28 from the Passion Translation, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are His lovers who have been called to fulfill His designed purpose. We no longer must look for meaning and purpose from what we do. Our meaning and purpose is in bringing glory to Him by laboring in His garden. We are now free to use our creativity and power to serve God and our fellow man. Our security is in our relationship to God and not in our relationship with humanity. You are free to serve even though your life will be a painful reminder to others that their God-given image is fractured. Continue cultivating and keeping. Living as God intended, we are also free to preserve. We are free from the pressure to possess or own for the sake of security. We are here to be stewards and not owners. If you see yourself as an owner, you live life desperately trying to hang on to what you have. You live with fear and pressure that you may lose what you feel you own. Your life becomes small, no larger than what you possess. 
when you live as a steward of God's provision, the pressure is gone. Loss in one area is an opportunity for God's provision in another. There is contentment for the steward that is not available to the owner. Live with open hands and a thankful heart. Trust in the Lord frees you to create. So dream, imagine, and move forward with thanksgiving. Hold on to the promise in Isaiah 40 verse 31 from the Amplified Bible. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God, like eagles rising toward the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. God will restore your creativity and power. If you live to serve Him and His kingdom, you will see awakened creativity and power. This is the life of the restored God image, a life of peace and hope, as in Jeremiah 21 verse 11 from the Amplified Bible. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. How should we apply this God-given creative power? It is time to pause and take inventory of your life and the components of your life. We need to take inventory of all God has given us, our possessions, our time, our home, our relationships, our intellect, our history, our family, our passion, our everything, and hand it all back and then be willing to wait. God's fire will fall. With a renewed God image, there is no reason to be controlled by fear. With a renewed mind and a restored imagination, we can now live as God intended. We can now dream and plan. We were designed to use our different intellectual abilities and interests in limitless, creative ways. We often limit ourselves more by the fear of failure than by limited mental capacity. Lord, thank you for the mind you have given me. I give its capabilities back to you for your glory. Guide my dreams and imagination in directions that they may be used to build your kingdom. Our words have power. Our words can be used to build someone up or to tear someone down. Our words can be healing or our words can cause pain. Our words can bring life or our words can bring death. We need to give our mouth back to God. God has promised that he will build us up we do not need to rely on our words to promote ourselves. Words used for self-promotion usually only increase our distance from others. Words spoken to encourage or build someone up will build relational bridges. Lord, thank you for my ability to speak. Impress upon my heart when I should be silent and when I should talk. May my words be seasoned with grace and used for your glory. An energized imagination will result in an action. These actions will take many different forms. Actions could look like researching a need, investigating options, building a prototype, diagramming a plan, or starting a business. 
One of the first points of resistance to any strategy is your most valuable resource, time. You can accomplish more with brief daily periods of action than waiting for a large block of time. Be patient and be persistent. A passionate, committed action plan is needed to bring any dream to reality. Do not forget, the joy should be in the process and not just the results. Lord, thank you for the energy needed to bring about your plans. Help me to be patient and passionate about your kingdom. Guide the work of my hands. Do not underestimate the power of your presence. Our presence should bring peace into a troubled world. If your goal in life is self-centered, your presence will betray you. There is a lot of power in working together with others who have a common goal and mission. Working with others can bring clarity to a dream and vision. We benefit from the encouragement of others and we benefit from encouraging others. We are to be co-creators with God. We are God's representative, His hands and feet. Do not forget Matthew 5 verses 13 to 16 from the Passion Translation. Your lives are like salt among the people. But if you, like salt, become bland, how can your saltiness be restored? Flavorless salt is good for nothing and will be thrown out and trampled on by others. Your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance, for how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that the commemorable things that you do will shine as light upon them and then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. Your world needs your light. Live the image.